preparation for peace in life because life can try to steal that peace away from us. Uh, the song, I'll Fly Away, is an affirmation that even in death, we have victory. That's our peace in knowing. This world can do all kinds of stuff. I mean, as we watch things go on, the wildfires all over the place, uh, you know, we're hearing words like heat dome, <laughs> and, you know, and hurricanes are getting worse and, and other things. And it's easy to get wrapped up in that and have despair. But the interesting thing is Jesus prepared us for that. As we read today's passage, Jesus was preparing his disciples and us. Jesus never said this life was going to be easy. In fact, he said the opposite. And yet, he said, have hope, because I've overcome the world. Now, that hope is the core between that song, in that song, I'll Fly Away. That no matter what happens in this world, even death, we win. <laughs> we win. And that's our preparation for how we deal with uh, this life. The song that Tom was saying this morning is an affirmation in my life. It's something I've always known is true. And the words were, this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. It's a truth I've always known. And it's a peace. I've always told people. My life is easy because I know that. And that gives you peace. Jesus prepared us by demonstrating, but also assuring us. And those things, I mean, there's no words, but you need it. And if you haven't felt it, that's what you need to seek. Because simply saying words, you've got to internalize that. You've got to come to know there is more. When I wrestle with God and he tells me, then come to know more. That's all he's telling me. Come to know me more. Because the more you come to know me then you won't worry about those momentary things and you will trust. It doesn't mean life is going to be easy. It just means we know the one who's in control. And when we say he's in control, don't take that to mean that he wants all these things to happen. And I, I, it, it, it burns me when people say, well, God clearly wanted that to happen uh, because this is a fallen world. And God doesn't necessarily want us to go through these sufferings. This world puts us there. But what God does is he takes that 
and he can use it. Again, it doesn't mean he wanted it. But God can bring good out of what this world does as evil. And that's the peace that we're to have, is to know that the answer is not Christ on the cross. The answer is Christ resurrected from the cross because he defeated death. And that's why I'll fly away. And I can know that. And that's why we can sing that song. But singing the song doesn't work unless you really know what you're affirming. And that's the preparation for peace is to know that grounding. Uh, A line I wrote down from Ben's teaching last week um, is, um, was important to me, and that was, I wrote, the kingdom of God is not a reward for our works. The kingdom is these works. The kingdom of God was freely given to us. Our works don't get us into those, that kingdom. But us doing those works shows we're a part of the kingdom. And it helps reveal the kingdom to others. And it gives us the chance to live in that kingdom now. That's the amazing thing, is uh, being good, being living the way God wants us to live is not to be a burden. I mean, when we say that, it's like saying, I don't really want to be in God's kingdom. I want to be in the kingdom of the world because I can have more fun. And, and, and I mean, what that expresses to me is I don't understand God's kingdom. I don't understand the peace and the joy and the love that that gives me. Uh, so uh, it's, yeah. I've got a lot more about Ben's teaching than I'd like to cover, but I've got to get into mine. Uh, I had a full page of notes and turned on the side and other notes. And so, you know, it was that important to me. And so, fortunately, it's available for you to re-listen to um, on our website. Uh, but today, we continue reading from passages where Jesus is preparing his disciples and us for life. Uh, he knows his physical presence won't be here anymore. And the fact of the matter is, he was assuring us that that's good for us. Because when he went, he would send the Spirit to be indwelling in us. And that was going to be the power uh, that we can have. Um, Jesus is instructing how we should live and act in faith while living apart, living in a perfect wor imperfect world but where God has already assured the final result. This world is imperfect. It wasn't how God intended. But God had that covered and had that plan. And Jesus was preparing us and assuring us uh, of the uh, final. Let's read uh, today's passage uh, so I can kind of move into it. Matthew 16, 21 through 27. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, 
This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. I want to stop right there. Here's Peter, the man that Jesus said, On this I will build my rock. And, and Ben alluded to this last week when he said, Peter's being commended here, but he's going to be treated kind of harshly. And, I mean, is there anything less you would want to hear from Jesus than to have him call you Satan? <laughs> I mean, pretty harsh words. But he's making a point. And the point was that next line. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. You're looking at this with the eyes of a man. When I'm telling you that I've got to go suffer and I'm going to have to die, believe me, how many of us, if we're in that situation, would think it's my job to try to prevent that? As a, I, I got to stop Jesus from being killed. I mean, here's a guy, he's preaching, and he's, he's, he's doing miracles, and he's, he's, he's healing people. Why would I want that person to die? The human mind it makes sense. But that's, again, not the things of God. And that's, you know, we've, we've got to view our lives. That very teaching right there, those words, reminds us that we have to revise our minds. We have to be revised people who don't think as the world thinks. We have to think and try to get in God's head. I constantly pray to God, help me to see things with your eyes and to think the way you think. Take away my mind and let me have yours because it is so easy to want to change the world to the way I want it to be rather than taking it as it is and then living the way God wants me to live. God doesn't want some of these bad things to happen. But me interacting in a world where bad things are happening gives an opportunity for God to reveal himself through me. And I don't mean me personally, although I do mean me personally. It is me, but I mean you. I mean us. God chose to work through us. When we say, God, who will go? The answer is us. God chose that to be the way his kingdom works. But we can't do it if we're wrapped up in fear and worry about the way things are. Believe me. I hurt and I worry about these wildfires and the problems that it's some. And I mean, believe me, I get wrapped up in that too. But we can't stay in the defeat of those things. We have to live in the victory so that those who are in despair, who don't yet know the victory, can see the hope, can see that we can sing about flying away on death. 
We can celebrate death. I came away from a funeral one time, and I was, I was so excited. And I went into a coffee house, and someone says, boy, they knew me, and they said, boy, Jack, you are really in a good mood today. And I go, yeah, I came from a good funeral. And, and the world doesn't understand that. But when they saw that, it at least caused them to say, what? <laughs> and I go, yeah, when you were celebrating the fact that a, a believer, someone who I know was a believer, died, we can celebrate that. We know their victory. And that gave an opportunity for that person to hear that even death doesn't daunt us. Uh, and in fact, we celebrate it. We say, I'll fly away. I mean, wow. And, and the world needs to see that in us. They need to see that it actually means that to us. That when we're afflicted, yes, it's okay. Believe me, it's okay. It's okay to be down. It's okay to need to be lifted up by your brothers and sisters. But the more we can be upbeat even in the presence of difficulty, the more the world can see the kingdom. Uh, it's, uh, it's the promise that he's alive in me. And that alive in me needs to be seen. Now, we don't come to church to qualify for heaven. We come to church to get fortified so we can go out there and live the way God wants us to live. Uh, you know, now that I'm ordained, I may start using words like transubstantiation or something. No, I'm joking. Well, I, as I was coming here today, I thought I ought to throw in some religious words for funny, and I couldn't think of any, which made me feel good that I couldn't think of those words. And then transubstantiation popped in. I can't even explain it to you right now. I'd have to go study it again to remember what it means. Uh, but I have studied it because that's what religious studies do to you. But um, the point Jesus is making as he's using these harsh words with Jesus, is there's a difference between knowing and affirming a truth and putting that truth into practice, trusting God for the big picture. The more we get our minds around who God is, the more we can trust him throughout, even as these things go on. That's where Jesus was trying to get Peter focused. And believe me, Peter got focused. Peter got focused and, taught and understood and then lived in a way uh, and carried it forward. Jesus is affirming that God's plan is victory for us. But that doesn't always make sense to our human minds. And the, the goal for us is to get those human minds to be revised to realize God's in control even if this world tries to make us think he's not. 
Because this world, that's the whole purpose of, of this world, is to get us to not believe that God's in control and that we can't, can, that we can't rely upon God. I don't have the, the time to review all the things that Jesus taught and guided us to do that don't make sense. But let me just give one. Love your enemies. In the world's mindset, that does not make sense. Love your enemies. But, but God says, in my kingdom, this is how we function. We love. We love. And I make it work. My kingdom works on love. The more we come to know God, the more we know that love. The more we come to appreciate what Jesus did. Not just the words, again, not just the words that he's my Savior, but what that means. The love that's behind that. That's when, that, more than words, and there's a song out there I think called More Than Words, uh, and, and, and we could probably turn it into this to remind ourselves that more than words, that's what God's asking us for. More than the words that we say and raise our hands. I'm not criticizing the raising of the hands. Uh, I, I raise my hands. But also, like Tom, I, I, I worried that it was just show. Um, but, but that's me imposing my thoughts on someone else. Whether they raise their hands or don't raise their hands isn't my call, and how they choose to worship is not my call. Uh, but if you want to raise your hands, there's a time that I love to do it, there's a, and sometimes I don't do it. Uh, it's, not, it's got nothing to do with a different faith or a different uh, in relationship with God. It's just how I'm reacting in that moment. I may be having my head down with my eyes closed as we're singing uh, because at the moment that's where I want to be and that's, that's where I'm with God in that moment. I'm singing the song, but I've got my eyes closed. How we worship isn't to be a show. It's to be worship. And so if raising your hands helps you to do that, then raise them. Uh, but if... Um, being bowed over, uh, if not even singing, if just listening is it, it's not about those things. It's about do I fully understand the love that God has for me? And am I celebrating and worshiping that? Because that's the more than words that I've grasped. Uh, I've grasped this and it's putting forth into my life. And again, that's why I, I, I appreciated the affirmation and the ordination. But it doesn't, the mere fact that, I shouldn't say mere fact, the fact that you, you did affirm that for me is important. But what I can tell you more important to me is that God affirms it for me with the presence of his Holy Spirit. And that's the promise that we, can, we all have, that that's the promise and the affirmation uh, 
that I am his. And, and, and that is the strength we have to go beyond the words of Peter where he is doing the human thing. And there was nothing wrong in my mind with what Peter's reaction because if I was there and I'd seen this man healing people, I would certainly think the best thing to do is to keep him here. I would want to hold on to him. But Jesus is saying, no, don't hold on to my physical body. Hold on to the kingdom. Hold on to the truth of the kingdom. If you keep my physical body here, that's what it's going to be about for you. But I'm going to go away, but I'm still going to be present. And that truth is what I want you to hold on to. The fact that even when I'm physically gone, I'm here. Because that will give you the strength to go on, and that will give you the opportunity to share the kingdom of God. Because it will be more than words. I want to wrap up I wrote down a song from last week that Dylan led which I felt was giving the message of what I was going to speak on today the song goes I'll raise a hallelujah and one of the lines is death you lost your hold on me I'll raise a hallelujah um you're on the risk that I might break into song. And, I, and I, believe me, I, I do know that ordination didn't give me a good voice. <laughs> However, uh, it, it, I've got the words in, the, um, in my message if you don't have them, but you can Google them just like I did. Uh, but I'll raise a hallelujah because death lost its hold on me. The worst this world can throw at me can't win. That's the peace. That's the strength. But that's what we have to know, and that's what we have to share. God wants more than our words, more than our, more than our praise songs, more than our raising our hands. Because we in here, who am I raising my hands to show? You know. The question is, can I live it out there? Being here and saying everything I want to say is I'm protected. No one's going to make fun of me in here. Out there, they might make fun of me if I profess my faith. But that's what they need to hear. That's what they need to see. They need to see that we can be joyful at a funeral. They need to see it so they can ask why. I gotta find where I'm at because I have a closing. Okay. I think that the the verse that I wrote down from Dylan's song last week, "I'll raise a hallelujah, death, you lost your hold on me," and the song "I'll fly away," uh, they speak to that wonderful 20, psalm that we so often read at funerals: "The Lord is my shepherd; I will not fear." Uh, we may not know the whys or the hows, but we know in whom we trust. 
we know whose spirit lives inside of us, and it is that spirit that confirms our victory. In our closing prayer, there will be a repetitive phrase, which you have heard before. It goes, Lord, I, we, believe. Help us with our unbelief. I do this because it is human to have questions and at times to be uncertain and, or confused. We are simply admitting that reality. But we're asking God to hold us during those times and to help us grow to know more and to trust. God, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Please join me in this closing prayer. Do we have it? Help us to learn to block out.